Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. GM Zingers, my name is Logan Ross, and I'd like to welcome you all to Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Let's get right into it. Happy Friday to everybody out there, and happy Mutant Friday to you, Ryan. Uh, so Thank what, you what very do we got much. On? Yeah, no, you're welcome. What do we got going on on today's show? Uh, we got a hell of a show today I'm really excited for. We'll be talking about the Constitution DAO, and then we'll be getting into the Board Ape Yacht Club. We got some A-list celebrities getting in over the weekend. Very exciting stuff. Post Malone, Jimmy Fallon, and more. And then we will be talking with John Wu from Ava Labs, the creators of Avalanche Blockchain. So I'm very excited for that. Hell yeah. Now, before we can get started, I just need to point out a couple of links in the description below, right below that like button, wink, wink. Uh, the top link is the Benzinga Crypto YouTube channel. We're going to start to do some more non-live stream, short form content, uh, you know, market weekly recaps for, for both crypto and NFTs. So if you're not subscribed to that channel, make sure you head over there. Uh, Ryan and I are also thinking about doing a little on-chain analytics show, which is going to be a whole lot of fun. So you don't want to miss out on that. Also, if you're new around here, we really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if it's your first time on Benzinga, make sure you subscribe to the main channel um, and join the Telegram community. If you want a 25% off discount code on some of our Moon or Bust merch, you can see Ryan repping the ETH hat today. Boom. There it is. Moon or Bust on the Moon side too, all embroidered. It's mm -hmm. pretty cool, guys. You already know what it is. Uh, as always, make sure to connect with us on Twitter. Uh, peep, peep Ryan's new Twitter name. What do you guys think? Drop a comment below. Ryan's old Twitter name was Ryan15McNamara. I think this is a pretty pretty big upgrade. Yeah, certainly an improvement. Much more on brand, right? Much more on brand, yes. Uh, I'm feeling it for sure. Okay, so let's get into the Constitution Dow. Ryan, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so we tried to buy the Constitution and by, by we, I mean the crypto space, but they raised $47 million through a constitution DAO. And it was only up for less than a week. And they raised all of this money. They bid on the constitution at a Sotheby's mm -hmm. auction uh, just yesterday. And they accepted ETH, which was really cool to see, not only on the constitution, but on other Banksy projects and some other artworks too. So super cool to see. Unfortunately, they tried to buy the constitution, but they did not have the winning bid. There was some fake news going around on Twitter that they won, but that was cleared up shortly after. So I think it was really cool to see. And there's probably going to be more DAOs trying to buy artifacts and some other big purchases in the future. Logan, what do you think about it? Yeah, I, I mean, it's historical no matter what. Despite the fact that they didn't get it, I, I mean, this made headlines everywhere. People are, are like, who is, is this person with these $40 million bids? Uh, who are these crypto kids that, that just came together within a week? It really, really, really shows the power of DAOs and of the community at large, right? Uh, so now that they didn't win the constitution, uh, the, the money will actually be going towards hiring Nicolas Cage to steal it. <laughs> Oh, really? That <laughs> no, might I'm be fake kidding. news, too. Yeah, no, but, that is I mean, fake they news. Should. It's actually, it's, it's getting returned. Proposal, right? yeah, it's no, getting returned, could. but some people want to keep their money in the Dow because they said that they'll use the funds for something else in the future. Hmm. Interesting. So I wonder what they'll do. Maybe they'll try and purchase another artifact of some sort at auction. It's definitely a possibility. Um but, you know, if, if I was if I was participating in that, I would kind of just want to get my money back. And, you know, th this all came about within a week. So there's no reason why it couldn't happen again. Where did Ryan go? Hey, I don't know. Can you hear me? Come hey. back. 
Thank you very hey, how's much. It, how's it going? <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk Board Ape Yacht Club, Ryan. We saw a lot of celebrities getting into it this week, and I want to take you through a couple of them. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw the, the Post Malone music video with The Weeknd that came out uh, just a couple of days ago. In the beginning of the video, Post Malone's sitting there looking cool. Uh, he pulls out his iPhone. He's on the MoonPay app, and he clicks purchase on a Bored Ape. This is the hardest flex in the music industry in 2021, in my opinion. And I think it's going to start a massive, massive wave of FOMO. Uh, so, Ryan, you made this awesome page. And maybe we could dive through it for a second. Yeah, let's jump uh, so in. Let's I actually just made this yesterday. It was, a, it was a fun little project. So take us through, it, take us through the celebs we got on this list, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely crazy, all the celebrities in Board Ape Yacht Club now. So number one there, we have Jimmy Fallon, who just got his Board Ape last week. And he has over 50 million Twitter followers. So that's a huge influence. Then we got Post Malone also getting two Board Apes this week alone. Uh, and then we see uh, NFL player Von Miller. We got Lil Baby on there Lil who threw Baby. a private concert for Bored Ape holders in New York City not too long ago. We have the Chainsmokers, and the list goes on. Steph Curry, Adam Draper recently got a Bored Ape and said he wants to fund Bored Ape founders. So we might have to mm -hmm. hit him up with an idea. That would be cool. Hopefully he accepts right? Mutant Apes too. And I'm going to stop the list here. If you guys want to see the rest of the people that are on it, uh, you can head over to the money site. Link is right there in the chat, and you can see the rest of the celebs on the list, but I don't want to give it all away. Um, okay, so let's take a look at some prices. Board Apes, back at 50 ETH floor, uh, you know, we're seeing a volume breakout that we really haven't seen since, uh, you know, August, basically, right? Uh, and we're also seeing average sale price going up and the floor going up. Last weekend, the floor was at 40. Now it's at 50. There's some nice gains right there. Uh, and, and, you know, the sale prices are also going up. So, Ryan, are you, are you going to be picking one of these up anytime soon? You know, I wish I could afford one, but unfortunately I cannot, so I will not be. But, you know, maybe during a bear market, if the prices go down, that's something we've talked about for a while now. You know, are these prices going to go down more than mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies in a bear market or will they retain their value better because there's sentimental value with NFTs and there's people, you know, making brands out of these NFTs. So it'll be interesting to see. Another interesting point I want to make is Moonpoint Pay actually has other board apes in their wallet. So they might actually be giving these out to celebrities or brokering deals with celebrities in the coming weeks to months. So that will be cool to look out for. I mean, we've never seen a bear market in NFTs before. Uh, so there's a lot of speculation, a lot of interest going on, but I want to know what you guys think. Drop a comment in the chat below. Uh, will the NFTs hold up better or worse than the fungible tokens during a bear market? I have, I have to think that they're going to hold up a little bit better um, just because of that sentimental attachment that you mentioned, Ryan. Yeah, especially what? the blue chips like Bored Apes and CryptoPunks. <laughs> I think those may hold up better and a lot of the other NFT projects may get wrecked. But we'll have yeah. to wait and see. No, blue chip is my favorite term in NFTs because it means so much and so little all at once. Um, okay, so mutant apes. This is the story of the week right here. These bad boys have really taken off. Um, you know, just 0.1 ETH below the all-time high average daily price. Um, the floor is was up to almost eight. It was at 7.7 just two days ago. Um, and now it has corrected slightly alongside ETH, the rest of the market. Uh, and, and let me change the, the layout so you guys can see a little bit better here. 
Um, these are the hourly candles on ETH. You know, we, we covered this uptrend that we were in for quite a long time, right? Um, you know, kind of staying very consistently rage bound. We would bounce off the top, bounce off the bottom. Uh, and, and then we kind of got shot down by this line right here, which I've had on here forever. Uh, I honestly don't really remember what it was from, uh, but I guess it was looking interesting. Yeah, we won't read into that too much. Probably just got lucky. Uh, but we saw we did hold this 39.50 level. Uh, and last night I quickly entered a little 20x long, um, right around $4,000. And I closed it this morning. Nice little 100% gain. Um, You're turning into a degen, Logan. Yeah, yeah, I realized that. And um, I'm going to seek help this weekend. So don't don't worry about me. That's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, so let's flip, flip over to Bitcoin. Um, these are the daily candles in contrast. So, you know, here's the beginning of the year. Here's this triangle we broke out of. Um, and, and then we have these three key levels that, that I indicated a while back. We have this $53,000, uh, basically. We have this $59,000, which acted as, as a support over here. Uh, and then we also have the new all-time high level, around 65000 So we've had a couple attempted breakouts um, over this level, but we have yet to hold it. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's honestly probably for the better. You know, time is on our side uh, when it comes to Bitcoin. The longer we can delay the market cycle top, the higher it will be, right? So, um, you know, personally, I'm thinking that we're probably going to hold it and break out around Christmas time, maybe a little bit before then. Um, but in the meantime, this is great news for NFTs. Would you agree, Ryan? Yeah, I'm excited to see what NFTs do in the coming months, especially if Bitcoin and Ethereum stay flat. I think people will probably start getting bored and go over to NFTs uh -huh, and maybe get a bored ape. Yeah. So, so bored. Uh, okay, so drop a drop a comment in the chat if you have any coins you want us to take a look at or any NFT projects. We have time for maybe one or two today. Uh, Mike dropped a comment saying, MoonPay is currently giving away a board ape yacht club. So why don't why don't we just hop over to MoonPay? I think that this is a really important thing that is going to be a big trend in NFTs and crypto and, and you know celebrity over the next couple months uh, that I was previously unfamiliar with. So MoonPay is basically uh, it allows you to use your credit card to buy NFTs. You don't have to learn about MetaMask. You don't have to learn about Ethereum. You can just ape in whenever you want if you're that rich, right? So this is what Post Malone was using on the app. Uh, and I think MoonPay was the, the team that gave Jimmy Kimmel the ape. I know they were the ones, obviously, that sponsored Post Malone's ape. Uh, and they have a couple more in their wallet, actually, that they're sitting on. And people are speculating that one of them has a white cowboy hat. It might be for Lil Nas X. And, and so you can, if, if you can imagine the media storm that's going to happen, if that is true, it's going to be very, very good for the space and for the apes in general. Yeah, this MoonPay app really work, came yeah. out of nowhere. I, I didn't hear it about it either until uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it really did. Um, and and here's this clip of Post Malone using it in the music video. Obviously, they're gonna you know promo that. I'm sure they paid half a million dollars at least for it. So uh, here's here's your chance to win one of the board apes from MoonPay themselves. And, and, and you know, Ryan, you've been making a point for a long time that NFTs are the ultimate way to spend your marketing budget because it's number one, really great marketing, and number two, also an investment, right? It's not just sunk cost like traditionally marketing has been. Totally. Yeah, so I expect that this celebrity NFT purchasing will continue on and on and on. I think this is going to be huge. We also just saw the NFL release 
uh, NFTs on the Polygon network yesterday. They dropped for ten dollars. Um, you know, there's about 125 for each team. Uh, each team had like a commemorative season ticket NFT. You could purchase it for ten dollars. Now they're going for upwards of a thousand. Um, they sat there for about four hours and, and, you know, I was lazy. I slept. I did not get in on time and now I'm heavily regretting it because I really want that Lions one to commemorate our Owen 16 and one season that's coming up. Yeah. I mean, those seemed really underpriced. There's 125 in each collection and only $10 each. Mm -hmm. Right. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. And they're going to be releasing, uh, NFT tickets for each game as well. So keep your eyes out for those. There will be more coming. Uh, you know, any sort of big game where some something crazy, some drama happens, that NFT ticket could be worth more just based on that alone. While we have this up, uh, I just want to take a quick second. Check out Benzinga.com slash money slash crypto. This is the team that Ryan and I work on. This is the vertical we've been building for almost a year now. Um, and so just got to do a little shameless plug here. Uh, promote our own work a little bit, but I think we can get to the moment that everyone has been waiting for here, Ryan. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. You ready to do it? All right. I need everyone to drop an AVAX in the chat. If you're excited, smash the like button while you're down there. And without further ado, I would like to welcome to moon or bust president of Ava labs, John Wu. How are you doing today, John? Logan, Ryan, it's great to be here. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, oh, thank you so much. I was much looking for forward to this all week. So awesome have we. So have we. So let's just get right into the meat, John. I want to know, why do you think that decentralized finance is gaining so much traction over the past year? Well, one of the reasons, and I think we talked about it in the green room earlier, is that all of crypto, it, the cool thing about this asset class is that anyone and everyone can participate. And, and in fact, you know, this is the only asset class that you can actually, the retail or the individuals have been able to front run the institutions. I've been in this space since like 2014. I, so I was a professional tech investor before I was an operator of, of crypto companies. And I couldn't do it for my fund, but I can do it personally. And, and it's so inclusive that you guys, if you may, I'll call you crypto kids who are still in mm -hmm. college and get so involved. And at the same time, you know, you're just talking about, you know, um, a lot of these celebrities who are also far older than, you know, some of us. And and it's clear that anyone can get involved. Where else can you take 100 bucks and then go participate in either DeFi or in NFTs or in whatever? Right. It's very hard. Try to go open a brokerage account, see what you can do with 100 bucks. Yeah, John, you make a great point. We see retail picking up this space first before the institutions. What kind of effects? I mean, I mean, we live in the in the Robin Hood era right now, right? And like, no, no longer do you need commissions to trade. Um, and, and you know, also, you know, being an accredited investor is less and less important. Um, what type of long term ramifications do you see this this shift having? Well, listen, that's the great thing because the institutions are now the incremental capital. So hmm. uh, people who got in early had the benefit. It's usually the other way around. So mm -hmm. like institutions get to the series A, B, C, and then E, and then the IPO is when individuals can go buy. So now this mm -hmm. is, you know, basically they're selling to, in the equity world, they're selling to retail effectively. And in this world, if you want, I'm sure we're hodling, but if you want, you can be selling to institutions today. Mm -hmm. But the long-term mm -hmm. effects here are that 
the space is growing up with more institutions. And if you really want to grow this space, you do have to have some oversight. And what Ava Labs, the team behind Ava Lanch, what we have been doing this entire time, our mission statement is to get as many people involved as possible. So we're creating DeFi, our TVL on the Avalanche ecosystem is incredible. I think we're going to flip some other players very shortly. Um, you know, there's a lot of great things happening, but in the long run, it's not just about the 250 billion of TVL in DeFi. It's about the 700 trillion dollars of assets in traditional financial services and enterprise balance sheets. So mm. in the long run with institutions, there's probably going to be some oversight. And then in addition to that, you're, then you get the ultimate dream where everyone can really participate, including institutions. And you start digitizing all types of assets and mm -hmm. lots of dollars as opposed to just billions. Awesome. John, could you tell us about Investry and maybe why you think Ava Labs decided to acquire them? Or you, I should say. Cool. So I... Um, got in this space personally as an investor. And I just talked about how I couldn't do it for my institution and I wanted to do it personally. So there's been all of these new alternatives. In the old world of alternatives, it was hedge funds, private equity, private securities, meaning VC backed companies like Stripe or something where you can't just buy it as an individual. And then I thought, I thought well, let's create a platform where individuals and I was going to tokenize private shares so that everyone around the world who wanted a piece of Stripe or mm -hmm. SpaceX can actually try to do it and do it in a compliant fashion. So that was where I was leading towards with that startup. I, mm -hmm. I did my undergrad at Cornell where, you know, Gunn was a well-known professor and I've known him for quite a long time. His vision and what he saw was digitizing all assets and that's how you get more people involved i was trying to get more people involved from the user perspective he was doing on a far greater macro level like okay let's make the rails good let's digitize the world's assets and then it, all the fractionalization all the liquidity better price discovery that will allow individuals also to participate so ultimately our missions were the same and then it's been a lot of fun it was 10 of us in a room literally two years ago now there's over 130 of us um, no matter what metric, we're one of the top players in the space and well off on this journey of more digitization of all types of assets and getting more people participating. Amazing. John, so does Investry have anything to do with Rival? I had a question on Rival coming up in a little bit, but it sounds kind of similar. Does that have anything to do with it? No, it does not. Okay. We'll save that then. Okay. So, uh, now turning to the blockchain, is Avalanche a scaling solution for Ethereum, a layer one or both? Um, so the way we look at it is we want, okay, this is a crazy question because everyone is always saying, oh, you're an Ethereum killer, you're an Ethereum killer. Like that's the last thing we want to think of ourselves. And I think um, a lot of people don't realize that there's about a couple hundred thousand Solidity developers in this space. And there's like 7 million developers on Android alone. There's like almost 30 million developers around the world in various uh, capacity. So why is everyone fighting for two or 300,000 developers when we should all be looking at 7 million or 30 million? That's really what it should be. So in the meantime, you know, there's a lot of capacity 
overflow, so to speak, at Ethereum, and then prices get high. So places like Avalanche, where you have instant finality, a lot more scale, and it's really cheap, you know, that just helps the whole space adopt more and more digitization of things. Hmm. Interesting. And John, I want to take a quick tangent. Everybody I've heard previously says avalanche, but, but it's avalanche, right? Potato, potato. Avalanche is the way I call it. Avalanche, okay. avalanche. Well, that's what we're going to run with. A-V-A-X. If it's easier, just spell it. A-V-A-X. All right. Thank you for clearing that up for me. Um, so clearly, uh, Avalanche is EVM compatible. That's just to include those Solidity developers and, and you know, to bring smart contracts over natively from Ethereum. Um, but what other programming languages are you working with to incorporate the other developers in the world? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, right now, I think the majority of the demand is in you know, EVM compatibility. And that's where most of the, the resources and the engineering, the technology and support is at right now. The, the great thing about Avalanche, it's built like a platform. You know, it can work with any VM going forward. If EVM is the, the, the one that wins in the long run, great. Avalanche and, and EVM work very well. If something else that's not even been thought of right now becomes it, it becomes mm -hmm. very uh, scalable that way as well. It's almost like think about it like, you know, old days of Amazon when they were just first person or, you know, first party sales. And then all of a sudden their platform, they did kind of things that Shopify did and they built a platform where third parties can plug in easily. And now it's like third party and first party. So it's not a perfect analog, but I think you can think of it that way so that uh, Avalanche can be Ethereum virtual machine and other virtual machines if that is where the world wants to go in the future. Interesting. So on a very related note, um, Avalanche is very scalable on its own. That's one of its main selling points. Uh, but you also uh, are home to a layer two ecosystem. So could you, uh, you know, explain what type of layer two ecosystem do you see succeeding on Avalanche? Well, listen, um, the there's a lot of layer two ecosystems out there. So I won't mention any particular names and some of them are great. Some of them are not so great. The way I, I look at it on the holistic places, the reason why there are layer twos and potentially other things that would build on top of Avalanche is ultimately the features and the benefits are instant finality, more scale, more decentralization than most validators, over a thousand validators out there. Um, in fact, you can build something elsewhere and run it on a different chain, but if you port it over, it'll run better because the consensus mechanism is actually faster. So it all comes down to one of the biggest competitive edges, which is the actual consensus protocol. You know, back in the day, there was 40 years ago in distributed system, there was the classical protocol. Then Satoshi Nakamoto, he adjusted for things, made the classical protocol, which had the N square problem. When it's greater than 100, it became very slow. Everyone had to communicate and talk to everyone else. You know, then it become, became 51% with um, Satoshi Nakamoto's protocol. And most of the proof of stake out there is you know, a derivation of something of those out there. Avalanche was built on a random sampling protocol that was, we think is a whole nother paradigm. So you know, the way I look at it is, if you wanna um, be a real next generation blockchain, 
it has got to be built on something that can have this capability. And then the blockchain architecture is actually one that is a platform so allows others to basically build subnets or private blockchains and then use the consensus mechanism so you can operate actually faster than whatever mm. local things you're working on. Interesting. Interesting so the, yeah. the, the private blockchains that exists within Avalanche, those are just subgraphs of the nodes that exist on the, the broader Avalanche? I, I don't want to call them necessarily subgraphs, but um, the benefits of a subnetwork, um, especially if you want to talk about how do we get to the 700 trillion of assets, is like a lot of these enterprises and financial services firms need to have their own governance, have their own um, validators. Mm -hmm. You can literally build a smaller validator set that is hmm. um, compliant to whatever requirements a consortium of banks, a consortium of funds, a consortium based on geography. You can even like from a tech perspective, create requirements like only, um, you know, people can run CPU of X can be participating in this. So it hmm. allows them to create a, a security layer on top of the great security of Avalanche and still benefit from the Avalanche security. Wow. That seems incredibly useful. So John, from a high level, what kind of advantages does Avalanche have over other smart contract blockchains? I mean, I think one thing, and by the way, all these standards and units of you know, comparison, sometimes each um, chain has a different definition of what TPS is or whatever it is. But like, I think something that's regardless of how you define anything, the simplest thing to think about is that instant finality. The fact that a settlement and payment is actually at the same time. And one of the big advantages of that is you can really know that you purchase something at that price. And we've all seen like, you know, you go into, you know, for um, a more non-crypto native, you're buying Coinbase and you see things pending, 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 pending. And sometimes you don't even get what you thought you got or at a different price or whatever. All of a sudden, it's like if you can buy anything in financial services or payments, you want to know that whatever you did, you actually got it at that price and instantly. So um, think about it in credit cards right now. If you go and purchase something at a store, that store is effectively paying two or two and a half percent to banks, to Visa, to whoever the rails are responsible for that. And the merchant actually doesn't even get paid for sometimes 30 days. And if there's fraud or anything out there, um, they end up eating it, not the bank. It is the merchant that ends up eating it. So then you wonder, it's like, okay, yeah, but I'm a consumer. So who cares? The merchant's eating it. And also it's, you know, the two and a half or 2% is not seen by me. It's the merchant that pays, but that's wrong because embedded in the price of whatever you pay, you are paying for that two, two and a half percent somehow, or it's share between you and the merchant. So that instant finality going forward is going to be incredible. And it's going to save a lot of money, a lot of. So on that example, there are pockets of money that's saved and stored in escrow to to basically if that situation, there's a fraud happens in that credit card or that merchant, someone is going to pay for that. And whether it's a merchant himself or some insurance company or whatever, all of a sudden that money that's trapped and held for 30 days, think, you know, this is a hypothetical, suddenly is out there and then can be used. Imagine the money velocity that could be created of all this trapped money is out there being used. Even the stocks, it takes two days for it to actually settle. Yes, you get your quote and whatever, and you get it in your in your brokerage account, but there's a long chain of people to help settle that stock in two days. And there is a lot of money 
that's stuck in the system not being used. So if you can really create a global system where settlement payment is instant, that money is out there working. Huh. So how do you guys actually achieve instant finality on your platform? That's simple. It goes back to the consensus protocol. The reason why a lot of other chains do not have instant finality is because it's fundamentally hard to build that. I mean, try to play some of the games you see in this generation and try to do it on a PS1 or 2. It's just not possible. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so speaking on blockchain architecture, why does Avalanche use three different blockchains? You know, the X chain, the C chain, and the P chain. And if you could go over and delineate what the difference is between those blockchains, that'd be awesome. Excellent. So that's a network of three chains. And the, you know, most of the activity, frankly, right now is on the C chain, which is the EVM compatible chain. So, you know, the X chain and the P chain, they do different types of processing and functionality. And, and allow things to be as fast as they will, can be. But, uh, but to have the Ethereum compatibility, that's the C chain. So it's like, that's the C chain that gets assets. It can do things, but it still processes it faster than possibly on Ethereum because it's leveraging X and P. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Cool. So other than these three blockchains working together, what makes Avalanche's proof of stake consensus mechanism different than other blockchains? So um, besides the three working together, um, the consensus protocol, like you just said, the way it was built, it's a whole new paradigm. You know, instead of having a hundred percent communication before the um, you have a, a, a hack, you know, or 51 percent proof of tax. Now it's 80%. So it's the underlying consensus protocol that allows all of this to really, really move. I mean, I'm gonna simplify it like, you know, as a human, try to do math as fast as a calculator and then try to do math as fast as a computer from a calculator, it's just different versions, different vintage, more technology. And could mm -hmm. you speak on how Avalanche is 51% attack proof? 80%. So, so it's 80% um, instead of 51%. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The, the key thing here is a lot of proof of stake um, protocols, there is a mm -hmm. leader. And even if um, they say there's a lot of decentralization, the rewards usually go to the person who's staking the most with the most assets. And then if that's the case, it deduces it down to the largest stakers, if you will. And then if that 
one or two of those stakers are attacked, it's not really as decentralized. Mm-hmm. The way the random sampling um, consensus protocol works is everyone, it's a random leader, and all mm-hmm. of these people have a chance to actually stake and get rewards and win. It is not about who has the biggest bags effectively to go stake and win. Because if that's the case, you're you're kind of going back to a more centralized situation. Interesting. So we can get into a, a tiny bit of graph theory here if you're okay with it. So sure. what makes uh, Avalanche's consensus uh, unique? Sorry, I'm John. I'm getting a tiny bit of um, uh, echo. Are you oh, able? To- is it my end or your end? Or I don't. I don't think it's I'm me. Not sure. Okay. Um, I'll just turn my volume down a little bit for the meantime then. Um, okay, so so traditionally blockchains, you know, they all have to talk to each other to achieve that 51% consensus. But the difference with Avalanche is that it weaves a path through the nodes, uh, picks one randomly, and then randomly finds its way through until it achieves 80%, right? Yes. So, so think about it like you're at a stadium, a football or a soccer stadium, and there's, you know, whatever, hundreds, thousands, millions of people. And... You have a random leader, that's the guy who surveys, and then you pick pockets of five and you and mm-hmm. either yes or no or blue or green, whatever, just like, you know, what's the answer? And then if three of them tip towards blue, mm-hmm. then it becomes blue and you're doing this simultaneously. So it's not one after mm-hmm. the other. It is simultaneously being done. And then you get to the point where in the end, it's clear they all tip blue or green or yes or no for validation interesting so you take a like a small subgroup you like you said the five people and uh, you take the majority from each small subgroup and you continue moving on and, and you're able to yeah, get to 80 a bunch of like if it's you know a hundred it's kind of effectively like 20 subgroups all at the same time okay and you're able to get to 80 percent quicker than you know these other networks can get to 51 it is attack proof for 80%. Yes, yeah, so we can get to okay. the answer faster. Very, very interesting. That's very cool. So that's has something to do with the like directed acyclic graphs, right? Um that um I don't think it's really the um the processing. That's part of it and helps because um it's more to just do the underlying math and and how you do it. Um mm-hmm. as opposed to any software or hardware. I mean the software runs the the the, the algos and the common sense behind mm-hmm. it, but it's really due to the underlying math of how this works as opposed to any um, any hardware. I mean, it, it, I'm sure you guys have probably done this. I mean, you can be doing this and validate mm-hmm. with a Raspberry Pi as opposed to mm-hmm. certain other chains. You have to buy far heavier hardware in order to get to that level of um, validation that they require. Do you happen to know off the top what type of like big O complexity gains you're able to see compared to the other chains like Ethereum? No, not off the top of my head, but um, um, okay. we should do another one and talk about it at some point. Let's do it. Sold. All right. I'll pass it back to Ryan now. Enough computer science. So, John, I was looking into Rival earlier, and it seems like it's the stock market of litigation financing. Unfortunately, I don't really know what litigation financing is. Could you explain what Rival is to somebody who doesn't know about litigation financing? Sure. So litigation financing is actually a very large, but at the same time, it's a niche um, asset class, if you will. Um, 
litigation financing is basically, it's like, I think, I forget how big, but it's in the billions. Um, and it's a small club of specialized private equity people and lawyers who are in this market. And basically, you know, there is financing for people who can't afford to go and bring a suit, so to speak. And it's done in a way that there's a lot of intermediaries and it's a lot specialized. And really, sometimes it's not even like if you want to bring these, these law firms just go after things because they know they can get a percentage of the settlement if they win. Um, so unless it's big enough for uh, one of these uh, clubby law firms, lawyers, or uh, specialty private equity firms who know this stuff really well and can handicap this type of case, what are the chances are winning? It really excludes a lot of other people. So in the spirit of what we want to do, make it more open for everyone, there's a, um, what we're talking about is an ILO, uh, initial litigation offering, where in a compliant way, we figured it out a way, like a, from a mechanical regulatory perspective as to how we can help people raise money in these lawsuits and let individuals who fund that cause participate in a settlement. So in the old days or in today, still until this gets going, it's really the clubby law firms and private equities who, who are able to go in there and for their capital, get a percentage of settlements because they know how to handicap that. So let's bring it down so that anyone who is, a, in this case, accredited for now, because we have to be compliant, who knows this stuff individually can also participate in the future of all litigation. So that's what it is. It's, a, it's kind of a very cool concept. It, there's a greater thing here. Uh, the greater thing here is Avalanche is, and Avalabs is helping Avalanche create a whole new asset class of basically tokenization of things that are not even thought of as part of traditional finance. I'll give you another example. There are film, independent film producers right now who are, who they can't go to a big Hollywood studio because maybe it's the first time or, you know, their, their, their uh, films are more passions of love and niche audiences and not for the general public, but they have worthy films that they want to do. Your choice right now is to go to the traditional producers who are thinking, how do I get this film? Participate in the upside of the film because I think it can be sold to Netflix or sold to Showtime or whomever, but yet there are great filmmakers out there who do cool stuff that it's not appealing to a commercial basis, so they can't do it. Or sometimes they are very appealing, but yet, you know, it's first time, a first filmmaker or something and they can't. So we're creating a platform not soon and we'll have test cases where you can, what we call FFO, film financing offerings. Again, let mm -hmm. individuals, and most of them right now are accredited, who understand how film financing works, partake in some great potential films of passion, of interest, and sometimes even potentially with great commercial success. So mm -hmm. let the individual, again, be able to participate in the upside and take away, take it, or don't take it away, but like let them, let the executive big producers who usually have a, a monopoly on this share the pie a bit. Hmm. That's interesting. It seems like there's certainly huge potential for a lot of social impact here. Uh, but moving on to the AVEX token, how can you stake AVAX and what's the annual reward for doing so? So it's about 10%. And for the actual simple directions, it's very easy. Just go to the website. It's not that hard. And if anyone here 
has any problems, um, DM me and I will get the right people to help them. Is there any minimum lockup time? Um, I think it's like um, two weeks or so. Okay. As I understand it, you earn more for the longer you lock it up though, correct? That's correct. That's correct. That's right. Very cool. It's a cool incentive. Um, yeah. So let's talk about some partnerships. Uh, Avalanche is integrated with Ren and Chainlink. I want to highlight those two first. Uh, so what, what motivated those partnerships? Um, and, and do you see them as being in a similar space or they serve different purposes? So there was a thoughtful uh, rollout plan in the first very early days was to like get this consensus protocol built well, then it was um, get platform built well, then it was like, let's partner with the infrastructure that's necessary. And now we're way mm -hmm. beyond that. But I'll just use one of them example, Chainlink, you know, an mm -hmm. Oracle. You cannot have DeFi without data feeds and pricing mm -hmm. feeds. So, you know, the team, you know, really look for the best around for different types of support in terms of infrastructure. Sometimes we have to build it internally at Ava Labs for Avalanche. But the point mm -hmm. was they're great partners and help with the infrastructure build out before you can actually have the Lego pieces for DeFi and, mm -hmm. and, and NFTs, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the motivation behind them. I'm curious to know, do you, so, so obviously Chainlink's main, uh, you know, selling point is the decentralized Oracle network, um, but they're also connected to like literally every blockchain. So do you plan to use them as a bridge? Do they have that feature ready yet? I, I, I don't want to comment on that, but you know, okay. I'll just say um, they're good partners. Okay. Very cool. Um, and, and so on that same note of applications uh, that are currently live or, or maybe you're looking for in the future, um, what specific application do you see as the most important for Avalanche's growth? Oh, that's a great question. But first of all, there's like live over 450 dApps now. Wow. And there's another 250 to 300 that's an integration. So expect wow. a lot more going on. Um, they're all good partners. They're all good native projects or, or stuff that we've worked out. You know, um, you know, there's different buckets, whether it's DeFi, NFT, gaming, social tokens, combination of all. We're seeing the, the integration of gaming with DeFi, with NFTs all in one. So they're all important. However, I will say that one is that is very cool. And it uh, piggies back, piggybacks off of what you um, talked about earlier, which is the Board 8 Yacht Club. And kudos to them for doing a great job. But um, I invite everyone here to check out Avalanche Party Animals. I think that is going to be very cool in the, well, it's already pretty cool and it's already happening. So check it out um, before you have to be like Post Malone, spend mm -hmm. 700000 on just yeah. two. Is there a platform we can go to to look at those and purchase? Oh, I mean, again, like anything you need, just like the easiest answer the holistically is just, you know, our website's very good. Our community, our Twitter account, all yeah. good. And we're very responsive to the community. So um, there are people at the firm who will have effectively customer service or whatever. We get our ideas from the community. If the community wants something, then it's either going to be the, the company Ava Labs trying to spark a, a product to develop it or literally the, the people in the community, devs in the community the, themselves hear it and they will go out and build it. 
So speaking of community, we have a ch couple chat questions I want to bring up. So okay. uh, first up, um, can you talk to, talk to us about social mining on Avex? Social mining. Well, um, I got to dig into it to see which apps there are. Like I said, there's like 450 and what's happening. Um, so I can get back to, I guess, Pulu. Is that the person that asked that question? I'll get yeah, back to him on that or her. Too. Okay. Um, and then... I don't know if this is a good question or a buzzword, but Ryan D wants to know about quantum resistance within the consensus. Okay, algorithm. so is anything quantum resistant? And how long is, you know, how long before? Yeah. So yeah, we so going back to the question before, was just like, um, great, you guys have created a platform that any VM in the future can plug into easily. Um, what is the risk? I guess the risk is the mm -hmm. entire thing doesn't make sense and quantum computing uh, inspires whole new technology but mm -hmm. i do think we're a little bit away from that um then that would be a risk to not just you know one or two blockchains it'll be a risk to an entire ecosystem yeah that would be uh pretty pretty bad if that did happen i mean we'd have no internet and the world would probably explode for a little bit uh okay so no, no, definitely not. Uh, that's all the chat questions we have right now. You feel guys feel free out there to drop some more uh, if you have any questions. But looking at the Ava Labs, John, it looks like you're about to say something. I don't, go, go ahead if you have. Well, I'll, I'll just say I, I see one of the chat guys in there who seem like they're a soul maxi. And um, listen, dude, it's it's okay. I mean, the more people that are involved in the entire space, the better. So just get involved and then try things. Try the Avalanche Bridge. And then choose for yourself. Uh, the only thing I do request all people in blockchain, first is just get involved somehow. Mm -hmm. I don't care where, whether it's on Ethereum, preferably on Avalanche, to be fair. Solana, like this guy is professing, all cool. Mm -hmm. um, but then the one thing I request is try everything. Again, we talked about it earlier. I don't know if it was in the green room or not. The great thing about the space is you only need a hundred bucks to try a lot of things. It's not mm -hmm. like something else where a hundred bucks will maybe get you three cups of coffee at Starbucks. No, definitely. Yeah. And the more protocols you try, the more likely it is you'll get an airdrop sometime in the future, yeah. right? Really, you're helping the community. You'll learn things. Yeah. So like, dude, and the, and the, the soul maxi here, go tell the community in Avox why you love soul and then let us help build it something for that and then make it better. And then, challenge soul once we do it better to catch up and then this whole mm -hmm. ecosystem is just going to be better for everyone oh definitely i i completely agree you should try everything right. first hands-on DeFi is the best way to DeFi. um i think this is the comment you're talking about i i, I was under the impression avax winter uh was was sort of this the similar rally cry to solana summer it's just that since avax has this well, okay so uh, that's what he means that's theme. different but you know there's there's two meanings for that yes there is okay. the mm -hmm. uh, right you know, I figure this is a neutral platform. So when someone is talking in this community versus the, you know, Avalanche platform, they're talking something else. But if that's still the same advice applies, like number one yeah. thing, get involved, get someone else involved and then try a lot of things and challenge whoever it is that's helping build, challenge your own community to like make these things better. And then trust me, competition someone else will make it better and then you keep raising the bar yeah couldn't have said it better myself so taking a look uh back up top at ava labs what's next 
uh, for the company. What's exciting you right now, John? Okay, there's a couple of things. Um, there's the first one. There's the constant upgrades. Just as as soon as you see your Apple phone say, "Please charge this," because overnight we need to upgrade. There's more upgrades in the core platform to make things even faster. And, mm -hmm. and the finality now it's down to you know milliseconds. It was a second before. So all things are going to continue to get better. Now, I can't tell you specifics on a lot of things. On the permissionless side, it is the continuation of some of these great applications, the 250 that's an integration that's going to help the 450 that's already live. And once you get that going, I'm very excited to see the compounding network effects and how people start using things. Um, there is surprisingly, you know, people don't realize this, but there's like 70 plus almost, you know, 80 type of um, call it you know, NFT um, type things launching or on. And they range everything from like a Dapper Labs. In our case, it is Major League Baseball, Bundesliga, and other um, sports leagues and entertainers coming. And then on the other end, there is, like I said, there are little things to big things. And one I'm excited about is the, you know, party animals and to, um, a marketplace like cloud that's going to be on that's going to be similar to what OpenSea is over there do you have any applications you'd recommend us to get started with on avex okay so um i want you to do a comparison and i'm not going to give you the answer but i think you know the answer mm -hmm. you know go to coinbase buy something buy usdc and then send it to your metamask and then go do a swap on uni and then do the same thing, um, but instead of going to uni, go across the avalanche bridge and do it on Trader Joe. And just next on our next, we already talked about Logan, we got some follow-ups here, we'll do another one. And then mm -hmm. let me know what's the price difference, speed difference, and uh, user experience difference. I most definitely. Uh, I uh, Avalanche is one of the ones that I haven't been too hands-on with yet. So I've checked out Arbitrum, I've checked out Polygon, I've uh, done a little bit on Solana. So I have these, these base cases in mind. Um, but right after this, I'm going to go add Avalanche to my MetaMask awesome. network, uh, which is, I, I think, is a dope feature. You can add it to, to your MetaMask just like Polygon, just like Arbitrum. You don't have to get a whole new wallet. You don't have to join a whole new ecosystem. It is EVM compatible at the end of the day. So you can use the same things, same tools that you've already been using. Uh, I love that. About That's the important thing. And, and keep that in mind because on certain um, chains that are not, EVM compatible, you, those tools are not portable. So it's not just mm -hmm. how you build it, but it's using the existing tools as well. Great point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So John, I want to toss it over to you. Do you have anything uh, that you want to share? Any shout outs you want to give questions you want to ask? Um, it, I'll, I'll kind of let you lead the final 10 minutes of, of our conversation. Cool. Well, thank you for that. I mean, first of all, uh, I was telling you the reason why I was so excited to, to talk to you guys was because, hey, I usually talk to people who are out of college. How about that? And <laughs> the great thing about this space is you guys started this business, you know, while you're in college. Share mm -hmm. with me a little bit about how you got into it, how you started a business and how you partnered with, a, you know, a, a financial services firm in order to get this going. Because I think a lot of people here are crypto enthusiasts, but they're also entrepreneurial. Yeah, I'd love to. And thank you so much for, for recognizing us. Um, so 
the, the, the backstory is I joined Benzinga uh, in December of last year, coming up on my one-year work anniversary. Uh, shout out to Zinger Nation and everyone on the team. Um, and very quickly, you know, crypto was picking up. Um, my, my boss, John Goldbronson, he was really into crypto. He knew I was as well. Uh, and we didn't really have any crypto infrastructure or we didn't have anyone with a crypto title uh, currently working at the company. So, you know, we, John and I were looking through the articles. Uh, we realized they were written back in 2017, 2018 by people who were non-crypto experts. So they had a, they had a lot of work uh, to be cleaned up. And so that was the first initiative that I began when I joined the company over winter break last year, rewriting all of the, the core content, what is blockchain, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and, and so on, right? So um, from there, I went back to school, did some fr uh, you know freelance writing in, in my spare time. Um, and really very quickly, I brought Ryan on about a month later and we started coming up with the content ideas ourselves. We were the ones that were very active in the ecosystem uh, and we started providing a lot of value. So over the summer, uh, we were in the office every single day that, that FaceTime is very valuable and they also realized our, our value that we're providing. And, and I'd like to shout out Benzinga for all the opportunity that they provide to their team members, right? Most companies, uh, as a 20-year-old going in there, they'd say, hey, do this repetitive task and shut up about it, right? But Benzinga, they, they realized us, they empowered us, uh, and they gave us our own show. So shout out to them. Yeah, how I did love you how Benzinga audience so quickly. Well, mostly Benzinga, right, Logan? I mean, we've had so much help from the producers and the network here to make the show what it is. So I'm very appreciative of everyone yeah. at Benzinga helping us out. No, for That's sure. Great awesome. company. And starting by streaming on their YouTube channel, we did have a little bit of a head start, right? And we got to leverage their network, um, but that didn't stop us from grinding. We had this vision of Moon or Bust, what we wanted it to be. Uh, we want it to be this show that's focused on DeFi, that's talking to the influencers in the crypto space that nobody else was interviewing, right? And so we worked sending so many DMs, doing so many reach outs, constantly getting rejected. Um, but after only a few months uh, I got to interview one of, one of the people that I had looked up to for, for a very long time, who's Tim Draper. Um, and, and that really just, it, it changed my perspective on a lot of things. It showed me that I really could do things even at this young age. And that was just a, a key moment that I think was very formative. So the, um, one thing I would like to say, and is, well, first of all, you draw a lot from the Michigan community as well in, in your Most followers. Definitely. Cool, because mm -hmm. obviously we draw a lot of talent in terms of hiring or internships from the Cornell community, because that's where Gun was mm -hmm. and where a lot of the early people went. I had a great intern last year in the summer from Michigan. We do awesome. hackathons at Cornell and other universities. If anyone here is involved in the Michigan blockchain scene. Mm -hmm. um, we actually run that. The, we run the great club. university. We should totally be working and doing more stuff like that with the University of Michigan. So. DM me again if anyone here is part of, I mean, Logan, you're in computer science. Let's set up something that's a hackathon over there. We love to help young, smart people get involved in this space. John, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, Ryan and I are actually the, the two people who run the Wolverine Blockchain Club here on campus. Uh, and our initiative this year has been to launch something that we call the MDAO, the Michigan DAO, right? Uh, so we've got this community of people who love to talk about trading. We love to talk about investing in crypto, the technology. Uh, and we've got them all working together. 
uh, in this decentralized autonomous organization that we hope to invest uh, both in assets and in startups produced by the club. Awesome. That is pretty cool. Yeah, thank you so much. So if there's any opportunity uh, to work together there, I'd be more than happy to. Um, not too much of our club is really CS, so I don't know how applicable a hackathon would be uh, you know, for us, but that's certainly something we could talk about. And I have other people that I know in the CS space here at Michigan that, that certainly might be interested in it. So thank you so much for, for offering that. I really appreciate it. That'll be awesome. That's cool. So I just want to say one last thing. Listen, Thank you guys for joining. This has been a lot of fun. I think what you guys are doing are fantastic. Obviously, I think what Ava Labs for Avalanche is doing is fantastic. Um, and um, if you don't mind, I'm going to, you know, oh, by the way, anyone can get me at uh, my Twitter, John, mm -hmm. number one, woo. It's basically, I think it's up there. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to drop off and listen to you guys do moon or bus. And I have a different saying. <laughs> I told you that it, it's not moon or bus. It's go big or go home. Go big or go home. All right, that'll be our theme for today. John, thank you so, so much for stopping by uh, and really giving us just a wonderful interview, wonderful conversation. I know I learned a ton and it seems like the chat really loved it out there. So we'd love to have you back anytime. You're always welcome here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks Appreciate so much. it. Thank you. All right, John, I'm going to send you backstage. Um, feel free to stick around or head out, whatever you got going cool. on, but thank you. All, All right, right, well, we on. got... Two minutes. Maybe we can do two little games of go big or go home slash moon or bust. All right. Let's go big or go home. All right. Let me pull up CoinMarketCap. Drop your tickers in the chat. You already know what it is. We haven't run it back in a minute, uh, but this is moon or bust. And, and today's theme, go big or go home. Shout out to John Wu. So drop your tickers in the chat. I think it's only fair we start with AVAX. Checks out. Boom. All right. Ripping today up 8%. We pull out to the seven day and we're going to see even bigger gains. Oh, it just updated up to 9% now. Uh, this is truly L1 season that we are in right now. Uh, and Avalanche is no exception. Okay. So ETH is chilling. Bitcoin is chilling. Avalanche says, hold my beer. This chart is not loading. Come on, man. I like your point that we're in layer one season, Logan. We've brought that up a couple times now, but I think we truly are. I mean, the, the coins that are pumping the most right now are these layer one platforms. We saw Solana do it a few months ago. We're seeing Avex do it now. We've seen Ethereum do it. So, yeah, that's a very good point. Awesome. And we got some very nice comments in the chat. Thank you so much. Shout out to everyone who continues to tune in to Moon or Bust. We really appreciate you. And let's see, we got IDM here. I skipped uh, skipped Saito, but we can maybe go over that if we need to. IDM, what is this? Oh, boy. Oh Avalanche boy. is a moon, right, Logan? We didn't even give it oh. a moon. <laughs> Obviously, it yeah, goes that without was just, saying, that right? That was just assumed. It's a go big. It's a go big, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, we don't, we, we don't really have too much to add other than the chart, um, but confirmed, go big. Uh, Saito, Saito. This is not uh, Saitama Inu. Like I was expecting it to be. It's a different coin. Uh, 500th biggest overall. Uh, let's see. What is it? Web3 Foundation grant recipient that runs blockchain applications directly in your browser. Hmm. It's quite interesting. I want to check out let's the see. website really quickly. Ecosystem. That makes we should sense. see if their white paper is actually white. That's usually I think. I think it's going to be. They're, they're in the, the Polkadot ecosystem. Okay. Those guys are, that makes sense. are yeah. pretty serious about their CS stuff white paper 
All right. Hope I'm not wrong here. Nope. Yeah, this is very there white paper. Heard it here first. This is uh, truly a, a go big or go home play, right? At the 500th largest token. I it mean, is. if the bull market picks up and this is adoption, this is something you could see like a very large gain from. Whereas, you know, a top 100 market cap cryptocurrency, I've said it before, through the rest of the bull run, I think it wouldn't be too hard to see a 5x gain on some of those altcoins if you pick the right ones. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now! and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.